Oh my god, what am I doing? So here are my thoughts on what happened between them. To summarize, I think that Carlos lacks the self-awareness to realize that no, he does not have thick skin and decided to take Steven's words personally. Maybe he couldn't help himself. Maybe he was really hurt. I think Crowder is crass in general and that his words were taken out of context and that YouTube blindsided him. Though I personally don't know if Crowder is homophobic or anti-minority because I don't know the intimate thoughts and prejudices that go on in his head. But what he said does fit into the style of his show. I think the context of competition from Vox is also important. YouTube's favoritism to Vox is also important. Maza's self-stated ongoing dislike of right-wing media and Fox is important, even though this was the current incident being pushed and highlighted. Looking at the original viral thread and giving Carlos the benefit of the doubt, the fact that he made this compilation makes me think that he's really upset about this, as it is his right to be upset. It sounds like a torrent of hateful language when you hear all the snapshots put together. Within the context of Crowder's channel, however, I do think he's taking it personally. It's what Crowder does. It's crass, and putting it all together rather than in the context of his style and the actual video clip each was taken from is underhanded. And this is a common sort of mystery in claims of victimization due to some protected identity. It's hard to piece apart whether or not you're not liked due to what you said or did, or due to who you are. I don't like what Carlos has done, and I'm mostly defending Crowder. But that has nothing to do with his identity beyond how it's important to the conversation. But Carlos could perceive it being due to his identity. He could be right in some cases, but how does he know? How does anybody know? There were some instances where it's specifically homophobic slurs being used to label him, but that's not always what happened, and we don't know what he's choosing to highlight and what not to. This thing where it's hard to pick apart whether or not an attack or negative interaction is due to your identity or to something you did is something that happens all the time, even though certain individuals, depending on their politics, might gravitate towards being a victim due to their identity or due to something else. It could be both also, where it's what you did and also who you are, but it's usually an assumption on the part of the victim or sometimes on society until the facts come out later. Or sometimes they're also right. The point is that it's often an assumption. If you can joke about something and use it in the context of your arguments, then why can't someone else as well? I wasn't aware that calling someone lispy or queer was an insult. Carlos refers to his sexuality many times. The first time I heard the word queer was at an event in college of and for queer people. I just went with a friend. I first learned about pronouns then also. I just thought it was interesting that this mattered so much to someone or to some people and I wasn't averse to it. That was all and I certainly didn't expect it to blow up to compel speech by law. This was in 2010 and I wouldn't consider the word offensive due to my experience with it. And I find it interesting that the main argument was his use of words that are used in a non-offensive settings at times. Because it is about language control and language is sort of fluid depending on who you're talking to, whether or not it's offensive. I'm not trying to be facetious, tone matters, and there were other words like Mexican where I don't know if it truly applies. But that's about context of this entire piece and of Crowder. 
It's not just the words, as Carlos claims. Something just in is that Steven Crowder also pointed out recently that Vox has in the past been okay with another creator, Filthy Frank, who used homophobic slurs, featuring him on their channel. That's because Filthy Frank offends everyone, and that is his creative angle. And as a side note, I don't believe some words should be off-limit depending on who says it. That's a hard line for me, including the N-word. It's either acceptable or it's not. Language is embedded in culture, and if you want cohesion among groups rather than segregation, then you play by the same rules. I play on the safer side and just would prefer to avoid a word altogether if it has a negative undertone for many people. But that's my opinion. This stuff is very wishy-washy by nature. That's why I think we should stick to clear-cut things like incitement to violence, then debate or remove oneself and maybe persuade others to remove themselves as well from what you think is a bad social situation. In this particular case, Massa didn't just want to convince us of his arguments or garner sympathy for his feelings. He wanted to ban Crowder entirely. He wasn't satisfied with YouTube's demonetization of Crowder's channel and really pushed for YouTube to demonetize since at first they stated that the videos were okay. He was still upset even after unrelated channels were affected and still was making himself out to be the victim as other people's houses were basically burning down, metaphorically speaking. Because the safety of the feelings of LGBTQ folks, actually just people who think like him, was more important to him than innocent people's livelihoods. He made a tweet of surprise that innocent and unrelated channels were caught in the crossfire, but could not see that he had effectively put his feelings above others' livelihoods. He could not see beyond his own agenda to consequences because of his feelings. That's human, but that's why it's important to understand why it's not just about good intentions. He claimed that YouTube did not care about LGBTQ creators, they shouldn't in particular in my opinion, not more than anyone else, and he claimed that leaving this kind of content on the platform would make LGBTQ creators leave. Well then, if you're that thin-skinned, you should probably leave. In my opinion, it's better everyone has equal access to the platform and if you don't like it, move. Or better yet, argue against what you don't like, then go down the road of censorship. It's this pattern of calling on the parents in order to resolve an issue. Receiving death threats is not cool, no matter who you are. Being harassed is not cool. But it's not something that just happens to him because he's gay or whatever. It's something that happens to many public figures. That's not condoning it, but that's not unique to LGBTQ people or LGBTQ people who are public figures. As those who regularly listen to my content know, I have a real issue with someone who speaks on behalf of others based on their identity. They simply cannot do that. Carlos was arguing on behalf of the LGBTQ community and minorities. He doesn't have that right. It would be more interesting if there was some kind of data, like the majority of this group thinks this way, through some kind of obvious evidence. But he still wouldn't have that right because you cannot universalize that experience or that desired reaction to a negative experience based on your identity. Not every LGBT creator would feel the same way as Carlos or react the same way or want the same thing from YouTube. And we don't have those numbers and that breakdown of who supports him. And no, just the general sentiment of retweets on Twitter is not enough to make that claim. Going back to Crowder's words, they weren't nice or funny in my opinion. Prior to this box apocalypse, I'd watched Crowder a few times before, maybe just three times. I don't find it shallow, but I don't like the style. I prefer the cup of tea and deep, pondering style of taking in content 
to the slapstick laugh a bunch to ease the seriousness of the topic style of Crowder's delivery. I can see how it's offensive, depending on who's watching, depending on many things outside of a creator's control, like your background, what you associate that kind of humor with, your own sense of humor. And, drumroll, Carlos is also no innocent hero himself, as tends to be the nature of life. And that shouldn't be forgotten. Looking at this Twitter thread, it's easy to see Carlos's perspective, but look at Crowder's and also watch his videos. And guess what? You can see his side also. Crowder is not Carlos's friend. What he did was not that different from how he talks about others, highlighting their identity. By the way, this is how a lot of American comedic humor works because they highlight a sore topic and then they can laugh about it. I, in general, don't find that funny. Crowder isn't going to treat Carlos nicer than others just because the words hurt his feelings. Carlos also advocated for milkshake harassment, meaning throwing milkshakes in people's faces at events. And this actually happened to Trump supporters. Who knows if it was due to Carlos's words? It might not have been. That, though, to me, is worse than Crowder calling him a gay Mexican. It crosses into the line of physical attack, and it is a physical attack, although it doesn't leave a wound or injury, hopefully, in the typical situation. I think it's kind of strange how many of Carlos's followers were saying it's not a big deal to do that. I think words hurt emotionally, but I also think that that depends on the person. That's tied up in your own emotional triggers, and it's subjective. It's not universal, but you don't have the right to infringe upon someone else's personal property, starting with yourself. That's why this is not a good road to go down. That's why you focus on the liberties that apply to everyone. And that's why the line may not be where you personally would like to have it, but you can see how it's a standard that may be applied equally, in this case, the incitement to violence and then actual physical violence. I'm sorry that your feelings are hurt, some of you who may be, but that's not enough to deplatform someone. Carlos made a comment that the teacher never intervening causes bullies to run amok. This reveals his mindset. It's that, at least in this context, of a child waiting to be saved. YouTube is not a playground and he's not a child. He's an adult who, by his own actions, doesn't seem to have learned how to navigate a world where the same things don't offend everyone and people have different perspectives on the same issue. Okay, that was a smaller picture. Let's move on to the bigger one. Tomorrow, part three. If you like this video, please share it. And don't forget to donate at justthinkingoutloud.tv slash donate.